What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Keith and Mike Watch Deep Space Nine. Today we are talking about Season 3, Episode 18, Through the Looking Glass. And we're going to begin today with an intervention. Uh, I think on both of us. Uh, first off, I will have to copy the fact that, uh, you know, Mike texted me this morning. Oh, I have a little question about the thing about, you know, the episode order in the... Uh, in in the, the the Deep Space Nine companion book that he so generously acquired us both a copy mm -hmm. of, and I immediately responded with an all caps Trumpian screed, he "Get did. away from the companion, you idiot!" I was so there were, there were moments I was fired from the podcast this morning, folks. You you were briefly fired from the podcast for continuing against all. You know, everyone in the world telling you, Mike, stay out of there. He can't keep his grimy mitts out of the companion. So my intervention is maybe I don't need to start with an all-caps screed mm -hmm. okay. screaming through the you phone. Know, there's movement here. You did apologize, which is really, I didn't expect that this morning. But I, I've just been reading the summaries. You, should, you get the summaries from your eyeballs by watching it. Yeah, but sometimes I watch it really early and then, like, think twice and think to myself, what just happened? <laughs> did did Ben Cisco just bang everybody? Uh, this episode is as horny as you. But before we get into that, we have to talk. You're going to have to put down the companion because, because, because. Keith, my gray hairs are just, show, are just everywhere. They're just, <laughs> just starting to fall out. Yeah. Uh, this entire show is about watching your joy and surprise. You're of right. Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Mm -hmm. That is the entire premise of this whole thing, is watching the whole the show again through your childlike wonder. Uh, and, uh, you know, if you spoil it for yourself. You know, Keith, it's, what I'm about to say is actually mm -hmm. quite true. Even though it started in my brain synapses as a joke, but as it's <laughs> filtered through... All of the different processes of, of mm -hmm, maturity mm -hmm. and adulthood into my mouthballs. Uh, it's become actually a pretty salient <laughs> point, I think. Not only am I watching it with my childhood joy, I'm watching mm -hmm. it through your childhood joy because 100%. Yeah. Because right now, companion included, we have the world of the internet, the world of fandom, and. Mm -hmm. I'm loving Deep Space Nine, three seasons in, and there's so much, you know what we'd like to do now in present day is when you like something, you obsessively read about it. You find all the things, the interviews, the this or that. And not only that, because we do a Deep Space Nine channel, my algorithms, if I'm not logged into the right YouTube. Oh yeah, God. It's just feeding me everything and every interview. And I want to watch, this is what I want to do, but I cannot because Keith, because of this basically. But that's what that's what you were in in the '90s. Outside of talking to Uncle Jim here and there to learn some stuff, or maybe getting a magazine, or you know, that's there was right. you didn't know. You had to there get was a, no information. You'd get a yeah. newsletter. This is even before the internet. Zines, remember zines, Keith? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I subscribed to the Star Trek magazine for a while. Okay, but I think by now it had already lapsed. Uh, so yeah, I was getting literally no new information live here. Uh, so, so yes, we're, we are time traveling with the eyes of a child out of the, the wisdom of mouthballs. Lastly, before we move forward, 
Another thing, I keep having these moments. I mean, I, we, I'm part of a Star Trek channel now, so I guess I'm in. Uh, oh, you're I, very much in, buddy. But I'm watching the show this week, and I'm like, oh, is that Tuvok from Voyager? And then I'm like, who are you? It is really... Uh... <laughs> I knew that. I, I knew his name. I pulled his name. And how... Well, I don't even watch you've seen Voyager. like an episode or two, right? Haven't you? Uh, yeah. You know, someone asked me on the channel... How did my, what was Mike doing when not watching TNG in the night? I just was. I actually that was a time you uh, had like friends and stuff. I was in a band and I was had started this. I was doing a lot of stuff, but I, I I caught enough TNG to be very familiar with the characters. But that's about it. Voyager, poof, maybe one or two, but uh, yeah. Anyway, well, if you didn't spend the '90s headlining a ska band, uh, then. <laughs> You are you know some of these things, but but here's the thing about the spoilers because there's pretty, some... it's pretty messed up that that I haven't gotten t- totally spoiled because you said there's some really bad ones in there. There's well because I mean the companion is is based on the idea that like you've seen this you bought the book which means you've definitely seen it all so it'll like casually drop in a season seven spoiler into a paragraph about some Quark episode from season two. In the in the intro, if I'm not mistaken, when I started reading it, I thought I, it had been been implied that said person Terry, who we're not sure Terry's sex or gender, um, Terry was implanted with production from the beginning. It's so why I just assumed that these notes were contemporaneous and we bring no. written as like a no, but it's clearly an after. No, and so like, oh yes, well this thing just happened, and here's how it spoils the entire final season. All right, so yeah, you know, we're, we're who, about to get into it. Delusions, who usually gives me my spoiler warnings. Yes, am I safe to read the summaries, or should I just are the pictures going to? Should I just stay out of the companion entirely? I, that my sucks, man. I spent money on that. Well, and you can enjoy it all <laughs> six when, years from now. <laughs> when uh, when when we finally finish. Deep Space Nine, you can, of course, you can you can peruse. And think about it. This It'll be a wonderful refresher to the journey that we went on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're, if Are we still friends? There's so many questions. <laughs> <laughs> Did Keith's new parody musical take off and he left me in the dust? What has happened? <laughs> no, I would never leave you in the dust. You're more than welcome to come see the show at full price. <laughs> Listen, it's just not good for the industry to give comps. <laughs> no. <laughs> yes, and and you know what? As, as you speaking of delusions and spoilers, here's like, oh, I'm playing dumb. Like I'm just reading it. Whatever. These are the first six words of delusions comment from two days ago. Be careful with the companion this week. <laughs> I really did not see any spoilers in it this week. But I didn't read the. I didn't read the. I didn't read the commentary. Just the synopsis. Just. just but you know what? You need to put the book under your bed. Mm-hmm. I was also very then, confused because I, 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 it was out of order. I thought I'd watched the wrong episode. I was like, "What did I miss?" I was really, no, I was really 100%. upset. I thought we had thrown, I'd thrown it all into the, 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 the a kink into the works. <laughs> no, well, what happened was, um, and it's actually in trivial trivial. I'm just going to spoil it now since we're talking about it. Uh, the the following episode, uh, they didn't realize until too late this needed to be a two parter. Mm. So they then shot this one. Uh, they they couldn't stop production on the next on this one. They couldn't make it a two parter fast enough, so they had to shoot it out of order in order to make that uh, connective tissue. And then they just shot, and then they just dropped this one before the other the next two. So 
Anyway, that was not a very good explanation of that at all. But, you know, you all know what I'm talking about. Uh, yeah, so, you know, it, 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 it TV, might TV? start kicking TV, off. TV, TV, it, it might be uh, might be kicking off pretty soon, uh, but before we look forward, Mike, we must look back yeah. and look at our viewer ratings from last week's episode, Distant Voices, and here they are. Joshua Cronin gives it a 70, very generous. Jason Moe, boom, Smackdown with a 57. Delusions gives it a 67. JD with a 55. Worf's Boot Shifts with a 71. And coming in with the super tip, you can always join Sans Deity with a... Uh, we'll read your comment. And there are stage directions in this one, I just noticed. So <laughs> pretty excited about that. So you can leave your comment with a super tip, and we will read it on air, stage directions included. Sans Didi says about last week's episode, Distant Voices is an apt title because I, f- I felt my feelings for it somewhat mirrored what happens in the episode itself. I can hear vague whispers of a great plot, but they're out of reach. I wish they had gone more Herman's head on us. Mm. Great reference. Okay, cool. And explored the various parts of Bashir's personality and his vulnerabilities and strengths. I think that's what they were trying to do. They just forgot to, you know, do it. That was the Yeah, there was an attempt. Maybe? Yeah. The different personality thing just seemed like a cheap way to get some of the other characters involved. Exactly. I also didn't really like the way they matched up some of the characters. O'Brien as fear? Dax as being the one aggressive without thinking? They should have matched up the people better. Also agreed. But, of course, Garrick plays his aspect perfectly. And this episode is saved from complete mediocrity by having Garrick in it. There are zero bad episodes with Garrick. Any chance of skipping the mirror episode for improbable cause? Insert Mike saying, it's improbable that's going to happen. It's improbable that's going to happen. Yes. And as a 41-year-old, I definitely laughed at the trope of turning 30 somewhat being a, somehow being a terrible thing. Uh, greed. Especially for men. This episode is kind of meh to me, but it does have two things that save it from being much more forgettable. Garrick and the maturation of Alexander Sitting, who, by the way, fumbled Nanat Visitor. What the heck, bro? <laughs> what the WTF, Doesn't that bro. sound like a Wes Anderson joint? The maturation of Alexander Siddig. I It's it's uncomfortable already. <laughs> Was he like, na-na-na-na, na-na-na-na, hey-hey-hey, goodbye. Yeah, that's boo. <laughs> But anyway, as Keith would say, this episode demonstrates how far he has come as an actor, and I love seeing that. So it gets bumped, up, it gets a bump up in stem bolts, and you better believe they are self-sealing, and gets a sixty-nine from me. Oh my! And please do that in your best George Decay voice. May take a voice deepener. I got gotcha. you. Sorry. One last thing. My childhood cat, who I loved more than anything was named charlie so give him a forehead butt for me and that sans loves him uh you damn right i will uh my childhood cat was also named charlie which is why this cat is named charlie uh and when do you guys usually record these things i was a bit late in my comment this week and i want to make sure in the future i know when the deadline is to make a comment well guess what you came in 20 minutes before we recorded this yeah generally tuesdays we do deep deep space nine Usually Tuesdays, if we're feeling really feisty, we sometimes go on Mondays, mm-hmm. uh, but we're very unlikely to be going before <laughs> Monday. Uh, 
it's not. It's not always frisky. Is not our general state. <laughs> frisky. Yes. All right. Well, you know what all that adds up to? That adds up to an average of. I didn't write it down. <laughs> I did all of that stalling. Oh, there it, it is. Sixty-four point eight three. Uh, and you want to know who's the winner? Mike, it's you. Hey. You came in at a 65. I was at a 63. Both of us. I'm the very, king of crappy close. episodes, Keith. Actually, it was, I thought, I didn't think, I wouldn't say crappy. Well, it was not, it, it was, it was not peak DS9. It was not even good DS9. We're not it, angry. We're just disappointed. Disappoint. It, it, it was, I, I would say it was below average Deep Space Nine, but not horrible. You know what it was? It wasn't full crap. It was mm-hmm. old guy crapping his pants. Crap. Okay, this aired. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. Really, really firing. Uh, so uh, this episode, Through the Looking Glass, season three, episode 19, if you're counting at home. Or 18? Is it 18 or 19? Uh, oh, this is I why I was confused. Yeah, this is why Mike was uh, confused he broke the show. But he didn't, turns out, somehow. He- Wait, hold on. What does IMDb say about the? Did I just screw that up, or do we have according to our writing, our episode nomenclature? This is nineteen. Nineteen, and I just screwed up the graphic. All right. Well, you know, kids playing along at home. You know, this this is like a like a factory error here. So this episode will be more collectible. Yeah, that's a good. It's actually point. season three, episode nineteen. It aired on April seventeenth, nineteen ninety five. Uh. And this is such an appropriate thing. Uh, I believe Cisco is singing this song this week. Uh, Keith, quite literally, because there's only one thing more annoying than me doing the pitch-up voice. Mm-hmm. It's a summary of the tune in three times speed. Yeah, yeah. We, uh, we found out how Cisco done does it. Montel Jordan's This Is How We Do It Naturally, the top movie week two of Bad Boys, coming in at $11 million this week. Uh, if we were, if if we had, we, we weren't doing it because we're not bad boys. Mm-hmm. We were, in fact, watching TV tonight. What, what were we watching? You know, Keith, Bad Boys, I never saw, to be honest with you. I, it's one of those films, you, and I never saw either. the sequel, and I think they're making a third one, if I'm not mistaken. I think so. I think there's at least been talk of it. Yeah, I I, actually... like I think once they release Will Smith from uh, media prison, he's allowed to mm-hmm. release that movie. Uh, Keith, you know, not nothing jumping off the charts. Uh, the ABC Monday Night Movie was uh, James A. Michener's Texas, 1995, part two of two. The Marshall was new on ABC. That was a show that was happening. I forget who starred in The Marshall. I want to say it was Walker, Texas Ranger, but it was not. It <laughs> They're does not the same thing. Seem, yeah. Well, I mean, it kind of was. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Nanny was on repeat. Dave's World was on repeat. So CBS was running repeats uh, in this April. Melrose Place was a lot of repeat, repeats happening. Uh, yeah, it sure was. Uh, there's a show on Fox, Keith. Never heard of it called Medicine Ball. Have you heard of Medicine? Remember Medicine Ball? Nope. Oh, I didn't have Fox at that point. Uh, well, they were running Medicine Ball, and the episode title got me. It was called Smoke Gets in Your Thighs. So, nice one. Nailed it. Uh, Star wow. Trek Voyager was on, followed by Pigsty, followed by Platypus Man. And, Keith, just because I found it interesting, I thought, if you were just, like, 
checking out. You, 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 were you a Letterman guy or a Leno guy? Letterman for sure. Yes, me too. Who just like this is fun to check in once in a while. Who was like randomly on Letterman on April seventeenth, nineteen ninety five? Good call. Good call. It's weird to think of this person being young because he's in my brain. He's always forever young, but uh, mm-hmm. turns out uh, he was young actually at one point. Uh, how do I turn it on? There we go. Yeah. So they had five different dogs that were all guys to do the tricks. I guess that the we male have five dogs, different poles. Male dogs are smarter, or something like that, right? What did you say? I don't know. I don't know what they're doing. What are you doing? The male dogs are smarter? Is that what you said? That's, I, I don't yeah. know. That's supposedly one was for the tricks, one was for the expressions, right. and this and that, sure. right? So uh, they had a big wow, pregnancy so, uh, scene where I guess, was uh, puppies. Wow, and, uh, I, just pulling up, uh, I guess we pulling just canceled up. DiCaprio. Oh, my God. He, was, he, was, uh, he hated female dogs at the time. So. Apparently, wow. yes. Well, uh, the, the Marshall... From mm-hmm. 1995, which only survived 25 episodes, starred Jeff Fahey as oh. Deputy Marshal Winston McBride. Okay. So, uh, cool. There, there you go. Uh, it had some really good rated episodes. How long did it run? 25 episodes. Well, one season. O- only one season. Uh, uh, no, there were two seasons. There were, there were two short seasons. Uh but uh, yeah, I mean, weirdly, they're pretty high in IMDb. There might just be oh, <laughs> okay. Well, they're uh, they're ranked very high in their episode ratings, but the uh, most of the episodes are rated by fewer than ten people. Ah, yeah. Well, there you go. It's, so like, it's, it's probably the old, just, uh, it's the old out of practice podcast. Uh huh. <laughs> they get the oopsie bump. iTunes ratings. I think yeah, we've got five just, stars. Oh, it's just Keith's mom. Okay. Yes, it's. I think it was Jeff Fahey and Jeff Fahey's mom who rated <laughs> the episodes. So, uh, all right. Well, fair enough. Uh, anyway, a Voyager was off this week. What, so, what April? Uh, April? April? Why are we off in April? Spring break? It could be spring break. I think we just came out of sweeps or mm. going into sweeps. I good forgot. podcast. This is good content. Okay. Oh my god, we're we're really nailing it today. <laughs> Somebody should in in the uh, in our what does it say in our companion in the K and M companion. <laughs> Keith had a stroke the following week. <laughs> Spoiler. Oh no! Stroke of genius. Uh huh. There I wrote you a go. Broadway Saved musical it. and Saved became it. famous. And then charged Mike full price. Yeah. Interestingly, the entire K and M empire ended. Please enjoy the. What full would these two do price. with actual time on their hands? Oh my God! Yeah, if we, if we had actual time and money, that would be a that'd be impressive. Realized I still had my chroma key on, so every time the oh, that's why you were green in the frames, background. So. Interesting. All of a sudden, it went gray. It was fascinating. All right. Anyway, Whew. where are we? Oh, the hard news. The hard news from the weekly. <laughs> <laughs> this is not how you do it. Here in 1995, we were already terrified of Y2K because December 31st, 1999 is Judgment Day. Mm. Possibly. Keith, Uh, true or false, Y2K mm -hmm. ended up being maybe the biggest nothing burger of all time. Like the biggest, most duddy wet fart of all time. Yeah, yeah, if you, if you don't count some of our shows. <laughs> well, we were we were never hyped like Y2K was hyped. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yeah, people were not, like, starting to build bunkers to survive. All right, what else we got? A K-M panel of the world's foremost Bible experts answer the question of the millennium. 
Yeah, yeah. What, what is Those that, are some what is the expert looking folks there? Oh, is the question of the millennium is is, 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 it, is it judgment is, day? Okay. Is it judgment day? Oof, not the best yeah. work here on Weekly World News. Well, but like, hey, that was a that got traction. This was five years before. Remember, like, we we're all really freaked out, like, coming up in a few years. Okay, so Keith, mm-hmm. those photos down there are of their five experts, uh-huh. their, five, their most Bible experts, are those just stock photos or are they staff that they, like, doctored up the pics? That's a really good question because I imagine if you're on staff, uh, you'd be in that a lot. I bet it's, like, the staff's relatives, like, oh, mm. that's Aunt Petunia. Yeah. Does she know that she's on the cover of Weekly? No, no, just don't tell her. She won't know. I actually really enjoy when I go to, to a thrift shop or a, a swap meet or any, any an antiques roadshow type of scenario, especially outside ones. What are the garage sales? Sorry, I couldn't come up with the term there. I like to look through people's old family photo albums that they like donated to a thrift shop thinking you know what someone might want to buy this someone might want to have this and truth be told i think i mentioned on the show there are creeps everywhere i have a pal who's a set dresser a professional set dresser for commercials and tv and film and it's a literal lifesaver because apparently once you donate those things i was going to ask like what is the legality of that you can be on they can use them for whatever uh, but generally, they don't put them. On, they try not to use them on direct on camera. But they're you know yeah. you need to have a photo album out and stuff. It's... Interesting. Well, and there's a whole a, a whole. It's either a TikTok or a, one of these cha- a channel that has good ideas, very niche ideas that actually are people like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like we tried to do one time. We should try to we yeah. should try to do that someday. They um, they just go through TV and media like your like schlock TV and and even sitcom. And just find how many set dressers they just look for scenes where set dressers just used frames with the with the, the models in the still in oh, the frames yeah, without even yeah. swapping the pictures and just and it's 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 prolific. Or a framed picture of a fork. You know what I mean. You know what I mean. All right. Uh, all right. So uh, yeah, that's interesting. This episode is directed by Weinrich Colby, who last directed Blood Oath with a teleplay by Ira Stephen Bear and Robert Hewitt Wolf. Now it's time for just a little sous-son of everyone's favorite segment. Maybe. Nope. Maybe. Now Keith, waste your time with Trivial Trivia. Well, you know what we're going to do? We're going to reduce, reuse, recycle, and say that this was filmed out of sequence. After Improbable Cause, because they didn't know it was going to be a two-parter until it was too late to change the schedule. Uh, yeah, so Improbable Cause. Eh, might be some stuff going down. Pretty excited about it. The interior of the Raider that we're on in this episode are naturally redresses of the Runabout and Defiance sets, uh, changing the lighting and... Actually, especially on the runabout bridge, which is when they're flying, they uh, just swapped out the graphics and put them in from Star Trek VI. So they borrowed some old-timey graphics, which would make sense, right? So if they're they're cobbling together parts from older ships, why wouldn't they have the the iOS from Star Trek VI? (laughs) I think it's pretty fun. Mike, you want to know what else is pretty fun? Donating Perhaps. to the show? Yeah, I'm starting no, to... No, our patrons. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Donating Patreon. to the show. Oh, 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 I Keith? didn't hear donating. All right. 
Mike, Mike, why don't you tell us all about now? The... I, I don't know what's happening. Um, <laughs> Keith, did you know that <sighs> you can support this nonsense? Uh, and we are so thankful to those who do. Patreon.com slash K&M. You get all kinds of goodies. You get all of our podcast versions of the shows in one RSS feed. You get fun extra things I just throw up there because I'm a, a person with no friends and a lot of time on my hands. Uh, Brian Kipper, Beer Sock, Casey Clark, Jason Moe, Andrew Hayes, Jorge Novoa, and the Mysterious and the Mysterious Household Wharf. Big old Chives, Charles Babaj, Richard Coleman. Uh, but by the way, uh, uh, I've... Lost it. CRM Productions, Nikolai Ivanovich Lobachevsky's Delusion <laughs> News. Steve Brown, welcome to the family still. YouTube viewer, we're loving that you're here. JD May, Colin Day, and Chris Mitchell, CRM, Pat, Joshua Cronin, thanks for sending us stuff. Joshua's having one heck of a vacation, it looks like, on the social medias. And uh, you can join the team, help finance all of the work we're doing, patreon.com slash KM. We appreciate you. We love you. Bottom of our heart. Mean it. By the way, I've lost it. <laughs> in the middle of this that's great no I had like a joke and, it, and then I couldn't remember it I had thought of it, it and forgot uh -huh. it in yeah. the same moment <laughs> our guest stars this week include Andrew Robinson as Garrick Felicia M. Bell as Jennifer Max Grodenchik as Rom Tim Russ coming in with a little cameo as Tuvok from Star Trek Voyager, with John Patrick Hayden as the Cardassian Overseer, and Dennis Madalone as the Marauder, the uh, stunt coordinator. Dennis Madalone working his way into the show with a second appearance as the eyeball-gouged dude in the, uh, the Mirror Universe. Which means it's time to hop into our screening room, huh? Ba -ba 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 Okay. See, sometimes the bumpers are handy because I have some business to do. Yeah, Keith is getting he's on the apps. <laughs> The apps, yes. I use my Keith, bumpers. Do you see what I'm doing here? It's a horny episode. I'm trying to keep it horny. Uh, it is. It is the horniest uh, of all. Uh, yes. No. I hold on. I need to RSVP to the next workshop of the uh, the upcoming Broadway show, Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil. Mm -hmm. When should I go? Um, I don't know. Am I, am I invited? Oh, good. Good lord, no. Well, then I don't give a crap when you go. <laughs> If it's not on a time that I could uh, accompany, then I don't really, uh, really care. No, no. Well, you know, would you like to invest in the show? Well, how much they need? Well, I'm looking to bundle about a quarter of a million dollars. All right, I'll give you, a, I'll give you a 20, 20 bucks. It's like your cold brew budget. We should be good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Good. Here we go. All right. So in our teaser, uh-oh. Odo has caught Quark and Morn getting ready to stage vol fights. Armin does a hilarious take, blaming Morn for it all. Uh, Avery does an amazing only Avery Brooks take about replacing the voles with goldfish. It was really funny. I like that take. Then O'Brien arrives wearing civilian clothing, but then he pulls a phaser out and abducts Cisco 
and takes him to the transporter pad. Security continues to be flat terrible on ops. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, no one also, even really gets excited. No, they're, they're just sort of like, eh, whatever, whatever. It's it is really strange that we, especially we're in a war, mm -hmm. right? Like, can you imagine like not having really locked down ops? But then again, it's the same thing with the Enterprise. The Enterprise D gets stolen like every other week by like one dude in a crayon. But you know, one it's, dude and a crayon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, also, I don't know if you got the shot, but one of those Bajoran extras has some truly unfortunate pants. No, like, I don't think I'd call it. No. Uh, what's well, coming up? Hopefully. No, 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 you missed it. Well, anyway, if that was my one chance to be on TV and we only saw the back of me and I was wearing those pants, it's like, it's not quite, it doesn't, it, this person's a perfectly normal person, but like, instead of cankles, he has like kegs, mm. like the whole thing. It's not, not good. Anyway, uh, O'Brien waves a device over the computer and they beam out onto a cool looking ship yeah. in the mirror universe. So, Mike, how did, were you excited to have another uh, Mirror episode? Yeah, I had to, like, remember what was the whole deal over here. Uh, it wasn't until Sexy Kira appeared that I remembered just about everything. She really jogged my memory. Uh, but, yeah, I, cool. It, it's an escape. It, it, it kind of takes the pressure off of what's going on in our sort of metaverse. But I will say that I... I put on my spectacles, Keith, when this happened, when I learned mm -hmm. Miriam, because I wanted to chiggity check you a little bit, because I remember okay. uh, in our one of our recent Strange New Worlds episodes, where we had a sort of mirror universe type episode, where we went to a storybook land, and you uh -huh. gave it a lot of crap, because you wanted the story inside, even though it was self-contained, you wanted that story to have, to tell a tale, and to be important, and to make sense i guess plot to beat to uh -huh. beat and so i followed this one to make sure that it 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 checked the boxes of those criterion so that i could either put you on phaser blast or say hey you know what this did it better and so we'll see how it, it fares as we go along oh yes well it's it's very different in my in my book because um the mirror universe is actually happening okay fair and it does have story continuity within itself. Mm -hmm. You know, so that last episode we went to the mirror universe has had an effect on this episode. And it actually, it, it has its own purpose for being. Mm -hmm. You know, like there is there is a, a, a continuing story there. The continuing story has a message. But and, it does not and, appear as though the mirror universes are intrinsically linked in any sort of way does that make sense that one what happens in one doesn't potential doesn't seem no. to be affecting the other or no no contingent they're, they're, upon the other no no they're entirely separate universes it's it's the multiverse like it just like it could have gone this way it could have gone that way we're just peeking in uh, and it doesn't they, seem like anything we do or don't do over there is affecting there seem to be interesting well, it doesn't affect our universe it very much affects theirs yeah but it doesn't seem to some of the parallels that are interesting, like Jennifer's dead in our universe but alive there, and Avery had to die here, doesn't seem to be connected. But just well, it, I don't, I don't, I'm probably overthinking it. No, I, I mean, yeah, I, I see where you're going, as if like one would affect the other. They, they're, they're running parallel. They're not connected. Uh, so only now in Act One does Cisco take the phaser from O'Brien, 
Which he, if it was so easy to take the phaser, he easily could have done that before getting onto the transporter pad. So, he like, did bored. he want us? He was bored. Well, I guess he's like, yeah, I got nothing to do today. Yeah, we already shot the episode. Let's go to the mirror universe. Oh, he read the like script. Fun. He was like, oh, I got to do some banging. So let's get well, on I mean, with it. If he knew what he was in store for, he would have been like waiting by the transporter with snacks. Like, but uh, anyway, Cisco already knows where he is, which saves us all on a history lesson, both mm-hmm. in uh, in the show and in real life. We learn that Mirror Cisco and Mirror O'Brien started a Terran rebellion against the Klingon Cardassian alliance. That's right. We rescued uh, O'Brien last time. He came. That's with right. Us. So, so we have. So the consequences of the last Mirror episode. Now we literally inspired a rebellion happening, um, which is cool because, like the Mirror Cisco, we remember sort of like the trauma that he had gone through and how trapped he was, and like. What were the consequences of calling his attention to that, giving him some agency? Well, this is what happened. So that's cool. I like that. Yeah. However, uh, he got himself killed. And now Mirror O'Brien is here to ask our Cisco to temporarily replace him just for one last mission. There's a Terran scientist working for the Alliance about to develop a scanning system that will expose the rebels. His mission is to talk her into switching sides. And then we see the picture. It's Jennifer, his dead wife, and she's not dead in this universe. Uh, Cool. Super cool. I I, I was thinking all kinds of production stuff. Like, did they promise her in that pilot, hey, if things go well, we'll find a way to bring you back? Is it was it like a fun call she got from her agent? Wasn't expecting it. Three seasons in, all kinds more revolves around the actress than anything else. But and also, how will Ben re- respond? The only time we saw Jennifer was in a really traumatic moment, and also in the weirdest yeah. romancing montage of all time. So, well, yeah, the bathing was suits in, and the future beach an and all that. Wow! <laughs> yeah, it was a, yeah, no, it was it was classic. Ah, uh, but certainly, like this, this is. What a fun episode this must have been for Avery. Oh, yeah. For, like, the obvious reasons. But Mm -hmm. also, like, the challenge of, like, seeing your dead wife again and, like, how do you interact with that? But it's not her. It's it's interesting. But we learn that he can't, if he can't get her to switch sides, they're going to kill her. Mm. So uh, stakes are high even though, even tangentially for our real Cisco. So we head to the mirror Deep Space Nine, and Intendant Kira is making out with a hot guy and a hot lady when Mirror Jennifer arrives. Kira says, I've got news about your husband. He's dead. And Jennifer, uh, Jennifer's wearing an Earth pin, uh, which is interesting. I wonder if it's a way of identifying humans, mm. um, which obviously there's some pretty yeah. dark subtext mm-hmm. uh, in that case. Um I'm assuming it's going to be something like that. Although everybody seems to wear some sort of a pin. Uh, I don't know. Un- unclear, but certainly if they're, they've been subjugated and enslaved. That yeah. That al- the illusion is clear. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Dark. So O'Brien's ship flies through the Badlands as he and Cisco keep discussing the situation. The Badlands that Voyager just got sucked out of mm. to begin their journey home. So he's going to beam with Cisco down to the rebel base, and he needs him to keep his cover there. So none of the other rebels know that this is fake Cisco. I love that they're they're kept the rebel call uh, 
terminology and also because of the shooty shoot sequence at the end, I was like, if you just stick those people in white stormtrooper uniforms, you have a sort of generic Star Star Wars episode here. It is kind of Star Warsy. Yeah. Although here's my here's my I'm gonna plant the seed of a wormhole. Maybe you have a good answer for me here. Why do we need to keep our cover with the rebels? You mean with Avery? Why do? Yeah, yeah. Why? Why do? The, is it because they don't like? Like Cisco is their like great leader, and they'll lose hope if he's gone. It. it my. Well, if we're, are we talking about it now? Uh, let's, I mean, let's talk about it now. Yeah. I guess. My assumption is I. I was reading. I was reading a little bit of a potential power hungry Bashir guy here and sure. I think the fear is maybe if they find you know how like if you take a, a, a strong leader out there becomes that power vacuum and I think maybe O'Brien and those are they're fearful of what happens if Bashir takes charge perhaps he's a little loose cannony so they want to keep up the 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 belief that that Cisco's there and in charge even though he is dead as hell but they I guess they at the end of the episode they make him go on a he's going to on an away mission right well, right, yeah. So, they, like, he's he has to go anywhere. I I guess, like, yeah. Whether that maybe maybe yeah. I guess if they're afraid of Bashir, is going to be like, oh, let's forget this mission and go do something else. They'll just um, kill her. I, I think they they were keen to just kill her, and I think O'Brien recognized the strength of needing. Her this team. would be the only way to not get her killed. All right, I'll buy it. Thank you for closing the wormhole. Right. Thank you. You're very welcome. You nailed it. You nailed it. So, in the cave set. We see Mira Bashir and Mira Rom discussing strategy when freaking Tuvok shows up. Uh, Rom is salty about Quark being dead and wants to attack. So, uh, what was Bashir's point of view? Anyway, maybe it's wrong. Then Cisco arrives, and everybody is surprised that he's still alive. Luckily, Cisco saw his performance in the other show and knew how to act like, like a pirate Cisco. Because he like, oh, yeah. picks up the beat immediately. Maybe O'Brien. Well, let's assume O'Brien gave him the full uh, character breakdown. I yes, exactly. It's like we have clips. It's amazing. Look at that so, extra right there. She's like, "I'm on Star Trek. Take my picture." <laughs> that is that framed is in a poster on her wall somewhere. That is. <laughs> And she's like lit. She's, she's like, like she's like, should I look at them or right at the camera? Should I look at them or right at the camera? Which one? <laughs> <laughs> and should I just step right in front of the light fixture we have here? That's not now for I people. Can't not look at her, and now it's becoming a little bit like that girl in that smile movie, that the viral marketing. I, I'm gonna have to change the frame. Okay, thank you. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's pretty funny. Uh, so just for the record, folks, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna I'm gonna go on the on Friday, the fourth oh, cool. at eleven. Awesome, that sounds great. That's that's gonna be my so. I'm really there excited. It is. Uh, I, I had to get that done. I got texted like you gotta you gotta pick your pick your time. Uh, right? I'm going so. to see Lisa Loeb and then the Lumineers. That's that's cool. Yeah. All right. No, I mean not by invitation. I had to buy a ticket, but you know. <laughs> Well, it's a, it's a workshop. There's no tickets at a workshop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. All right. Anyway, uh, so we... Uh, eh, Dax is here now. Dax is here, yes. Oh, okay, yes. I scrolled down. I scrolled down. It's bad. So uh, Tuvok shows up. 
Cisco, yes. Then Mirror Dax comes in and kisses him and says, come here. She's his mistress in this world. Uh, so, which leads us to all the ethical quandary of what we do. Oh, no, we just do it. Yeah, yeah. There's, he's like, uh, hit me again. Let's go. <laughs> so in act two, Cisco and Dax sneak off to a private cave and Dax want to, wants to get it on. Cisco stays in character, let's say. Yeah, he shows her his deep space much more than nine. <laughs> I mean, it's impressive. <laughs> Uh, um, yeah, I mean, like, I had all the ethical questions about, like, is it really consent if she thinks you're somebody else? Um, but, you know, in that episode where we were all horny for each other, you know, and Briar was trying to bang everybody and whatever, there she was, she was all about him, right? Uh-huh. No, I mean, clearly there's some latent attraction there, so it's not, like, completely un... And let's be honest, it's been, like, five years since Ben's been, except for that hologram girl... Right, right. So, no, I, look, I am not saying I'm not saying that I I, I blame him. Uh, I'm just saying that there there is a little bit of an ethical question here. Uh, but you know, well, to, hold on. I mean, there's a, some pretty stark parallels here to those times in life, Keith, where you have to play a part. Sometimes you got to make out with me. And then sometimes you got to make out with a pretty girl. One of those, it ain't so bad. You got to you roll with it. Well, understandably, but in both of those situations, she knew who I was. It's like if you had a twin, right? Mm. And like, and and your twin was married, and like you just like, and she was like, "Oh, let's do it," thinking that you were your brother. And well, like, All I right. mean, if we want to get ethical about it, sure. But if it wasn't my brother's wife, my twin brother's wife, was my twin brother's mistress, and they shouldn't have been messing around in the first place. You know, my mom always said two wrongs don't make a right. Yeah, but if you haven't been laid in five years, two wrongs make a right here. Oh, let me be very, very clear. <laughs> if it were me... <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. In a heartbeat. <laughs> it was for the good of the mission. That's, at the end for, of the day, the, that's all the commander can think about. We're saving the we're, we're saving the rebels against the Empire. And he's playing a character who's a sex-crazed pirate maniac. Yeah, well, and he... Mission accomplished. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, Intendant Kira is yelling at Garrick. The ore is not getting processed fast enough, so she goes to do some random executions to motivate folks. He teases her about being in a bad mood... And he knows that she's sad because Cisco is dead. Hey, Jim! Jim, I said we needed a little smoke! Just a little bit of smoke! Can you, can, can you turn it off? Oh, no? No, no it's, just, it's just gonna be this smoky the rest of the time? Oh, oh, okay, thanks. No, no, that's not how we're gonna do it. Uh, I, I mean, actually mentioned it in the companion, which you're not allowed to read, that uh, Weinrich Colby Really liked adding all the smoke to give it oh, dimension yeah, and to uh, here. and to establish that we're in the mirror universe. It's a very smoky universe. Uh, so uh, Dax is still horny after having been clearly boned. Uh, she thinks the rebellion is lost is a lost cause. But Cisco goes in there. And Can you imagine the stage directions? And Terry Farrell does a bang up job, but they're like, great, great, great. Could you just like rub yourself a little bit? I just, don't like, know. Keep 
keep rubbing yourself. We're going to get a couple close-ups if you could just rub a little bit. I, I can't imagine that would be in the stage directions, but that might have been like a Weinrich thing. That surely wasn't a, an actress choice. We get it. She just banged and she's feeling sexy, but like the the weird slow touching did, was like felt so man man was, directed. Yeah, exactly. Like that's what the, that's what women are always doing, yeah. right? They can't just can't stop. Oh my god! Somebody cut Keith out doing that. That was really <laughs> awesome. No. Gift, no. Gift. 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 No. <laughs> <sighs> Move on. So, cool shot. Though. Anyway, he goes in and speechifies to his troops. Bashir does some, let's say, broad pontificating, doubting his plan. I doubt his plan. Well, uh, he's got the Legends of the Fall wig on. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yes, he looks like some sort of a Muppet with that hair. Uh, so, uh, well, Brian tells Cisco to hit him. So. Cisco punches the stunt double, who goes flying before being very cleverly replaced with Alex Sittig without breaking the shot. That's cool. Which was, uh, I went back and watched it again. Like, he clearly, it's an obvious stunt double. He flies over, camera moves down. It's good good work. Uh, They continue debating whether or not to kill Jennifer or to try to turn her. It feels a little bit like filler to me, this whole sequence here. Uh, But I think it's important that we know that it's not so... Actually, what I think is a cool turn is that they have this debate, and we keep making it so... It it feels like it's going to be so easy to turn her, but the truth is is that that's going to be a challenge in its own right. Yeah, oh, for sure. I mean, it won't actually be. It's going to be one scene, but that tension has to be there. Well, yeah, no, and and it is a fair debate, right? I mean, it's... it's, um, Yeah, I, I get it. It's Oppenheimer, uh, man. It's Oppenheimer. It's a, it is definitely Oppenheimer. So uh, back on Deep Space Nine, we see, uh-oh, Rom was a spy. And he tells Kira and Garrick that Cisco is still alive, and I can tell you how to get him. Dump, dump, dump. We begin back cool shot on the Rom. ship. Cool shot. Yeah. It's well, great it's seeing cool him with a see. lot of agency, yeah. And, and the performance of Rom is so different here. Mm-hmm. You know, he's this this is like Dark Rom, like Dark Brandon. He's like, I'm all over this. So uh in Act Three, we begin with an odd beat about scratching something, uh, with O'Brien and Cisco, which we will understand later. I, I liked what they did here. They don't explain what he's scratching about. We just make a thing of it. Yes, I, I obviously noted it because it was completely it was it wasn't a sh- uh what, what, do you, what do we call it? I always forget this reference. Schrodinger's cat? No. Uh... Oh my god, you're just gonna leave me to hang. <laughs> like a MacGuffin? What? No, no, you know the thing where it's like we mentioned the thing, so the thing. Oh, 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 Chekhov's. Chekhov's. Che- Chekhov's itchy ear. Che- Chekhov, Chekhov's uh, eczema. <laughs> That's right. Chekhov's psoriasis. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, okay. uh, got, yeah. uh, moving on. The musical, yeah, starring at Nymph next year. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, O'Brien and Cisco fly towards Deep Space Nine, talking about Jennifer, both the Mirror Jennifer and Jen Classic. Then a bunch of ships of a bunch of ships decloak and take them prisoner. When they arrive on the station, Cisco immediately makes out with Kira. This is quite an episode for Avery Brooks. Mm-hmm. 
Um, also, it's interesting, like, what was their plan? How were they going to get on the station without the scheme that got them arrested? No, I didn't even think about that. I guess they were going to... We didn't even learn what it was. No, we, ne- we never even addressed it. I mean, because obviously their plan was this. We, we learned later that this was all part of the ruse. Unless... Which I guess was the whole thing. Is there any world in which... I'm trying to think back to the episode. Is there any world in which Rom was a double agent and they wanted him to squeal? Because oh, that's... Oh, yes. No, that, 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 is, that is the plot. Rom, Rom is a triple agent. Oh, well, then what's the question? I guess I guess there isn't a question. That's the answer. That was the plan all, right. all along. All right. You closed another wormhole, Mike. You're just like slapping wormholes shut. I got a pretty big one, though. That is my question, so we'll get there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... <laughs> I don't know. Ask Star You heard Wars. it here, folks. Mike has got a big wormhole. In case you were wondering. But he's married. He's married. <laughs> Sadly. <laughs> all right. Uh... Anyway, Cisco talks himself into Kira's quarters against Garrick's objections. They discuss whether or not to kill him, when all she wants is his loyalty. Later, Jennifer comes in and for some reason is able to dismiss Garrick to get alone time with Cisco, which I was I was confused about, like if she is a Terran and essentially a slave even if you're sort of working with him, do you outrank Garrick in this situation? And can tell him to leave? I don't know. Okay, well, I was I was unclear about that. So Jennifer and Cisco bicker for a bit. I about think he's the- fearful at this point of Kira, so he doesn't want to do anything that could potentially... Well, for him. sure. Yeah. Like, and, and yeah, no, he's obviously terrified of Kira, but um, he, he didn't even fight. He's like, okay. Look at that interesting pottery just focally featured there. It is. There There are really cool little set deck things that they've added to the station to make it look more imperial. Like there's that weird like statue or the bust of something. Everything looks like it's made of abs. Like the statues <laughs> have abs. That thing just looks like disembodied abs. Yeah, I was thinking like it's like an abstract gargoyle. It is. It is. It's like with abs. It's like. It's sort of like an O'Keefean painting with abs. Mm, yeah, well, is what that what that looks like. Hey, well, hey, whatever does it for you. In fact, and if you're Cisco, everything's doing it for you. So. Everything's doing. <laughs> Cisco's like, yep, I hit that, I hit that, I hit that. Uh, so, <laughs> anyway, uh, Cisco and Mirror Jennifer bicker about the past. She's mad that he left her to play pirate for the Intendant, and he tells her, "I'm here to rescue you." In Act 4, she says, nope, I got a job. And all weird she wants... Weird commercial break there. Just so weird, like, in, in res. They well, just break I mean, the scene down the middle, but... Yeah, I mean, I you guess want to take really the beat right good... before the Jennifer scene, right? Like, the first time he sees her, <gasps> break, and then have the whole scene in one take, but... That would make more sense. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually with you on that. Like, let let the him seeing her for the first time register on his face, then cut. Good call. Keith, why aren't anyway, we show running something? We should be show running this 30-year-old property. I guess Great. in some ways we are. We're, we're <laughs> show running our own show, and we yeah. suck at it. Yeah, maybe we, that's the problem, is we need to be someone else's thing. 
Well, yeah, because like you know, when when people do the somebody and somebody watch Keith and Mike watch Deep Space Nine, and they point out all of our flaws, it'll be obvious to you know, them, but it's not to us. You know, it it that all said, and we point out our wormholes and all of the things. I will say this: I'm I'm directing a show next May, so a year away, and it's it's still all I can think about in my downtime. I'm starting to like plot together certain things of what I need and what I want, what I buy, what I buy, what I buy, what I buy. That is a year away. Haven't even started pre-production on it. Yeah. But it's yeah. already filling this. I, can you imagine doing this week to week, trying to film a bunch of these and you're already behind? Oh, my oh, God. craziness. It's insane. Absolute insanity. craziness. Yeah. Insanity. Yes. Uh, the budget, however, and the staff yeah, would are, change, are yeah. larger. But yeah, it's yes. helpful. You mean like more than zero? And more than zero. No one? Yeah. Okay. Yes. 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 Exactly. <laughs> well, you know, I, I spend imaginary budget when I'm writing. So, like, it's it's... I can do whatever I want. Heck, we, you know, we have like 13 patrons and they, it, uh, every week, every, I'm still every week. I'm like, oh my God, it's too many. They're too <laughs> embarrassed. Imposter syndrome. Yeah. A hundred percent. Uh, anyway, we learned her motivation in all of this, which is, I just want to stop the fighting. Um, I just don't want people to get killed. So what I'm doing, giving them the scanner or whatever is to try to stop, uh, people from from dying but he says of course the alliance doesn't want peace it wants to kill everybody or keep us enslaved he says he's sorry for what happened before and she says i wish i'd never met you now oh, you always want to hear that he tries to get her to explain why she's working for the alliance is it personal uh are you just doing this because you're mad at me which i think he was he was losing ground there because that just made it all about him but uh i don't think he's totally wrong no, no, possibly not. Um, and he explains that she's the same as the slaves. You just don't know it. Um, and obviously there's a lot of subtext about slavery here that I missed as a kid mm-hmm. um, with having both of these characters be of color. And it's just like, oh, this register is a little harder than I thought. Well, um, you know, sorry, I don't want to get into a whole uh, sidetrack about slavery, but one of the things... You know, I started listening to that podcast you recommended, Keith, Behind the Bastards. And Ooh. I was uh, started with the Ocean Gate one, and they were going back to the founder, Stockton Rush, was his name? Yeah, Stockton his, Rush, his, yeah. like his, his ancestors back in the 1700s, and they got to, you know, they liked, on that show apparently, they liked to go back and look at who who had slaves and who didn't. Like, just, right, you know, like, can't say you're a good person. The hypocrisy of slavery and the and the people who were abolitionists, that was kind of the interesting takeaway here. It's, and... Mm. and uh, the how, abolitionists who still owned slaves. Yes, yes. and uh, how there is a there's a well, I don't know the parallel I was trying to draw here with Jennifer, but oh yes, that she is still enslaved even though she doesn't. She might think she has some power or agency. Yeah, no, it is it is kind of a it's kind of kind of a very clear line there. It's very very delineated there. Or the, oh, that's the point where this guy was like, well, listen, keep working for me. I know you're a slave now, but when I die, I'm going to free you. And so, oh, right. okay. So I've 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 rised above. But then you take some, you take a slave owner at their word, right? Right. The total hypocrite. And then, he and then oh, surprise! Shocker. Yeah. No, I just bequeathed my wife. Yeah. Yoink! No, a hundred percent. Yeah, I heard that too. Uh, yeah, and good point because you know, like, Kira's never going to release her. So, uh, Cisco then hits his subdermal communicator to alert O'Brien. That's what the ear thing was, and he mentions it was a double tap too. It was a double tap. Beep, beep. Double tap. You got you got to pair the Bluetooth. You know what? Good U, good, good UX 
good UX uh-huh. UI is good. It's why we've been double clicking since the beginning. Uh, it's true. He mentions it was courtesy of the Ferengi. Hmm, that's interesting. Maybe we're not a, a double agent. Maybe he's a triple agent. So much agent. O'Brien gets the message in the ore processing senator. In, or in the ore processing senator. Yeah. Well, we assume uh, he got the message. There's so much smoke, you can't actually see him get it, but... He, he did the he did the beep beep. I also think that AI upscale doesn't do smoke good. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, look, they're in an ore processing center. That's true. Like they, ore processing senator, as I keep saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, like they're the, those senators, they're pretty smoky. Or... Like John Boehner is a chain yeah. smoker. Mm-hmm. Just like he's always crying through a cloud of cigarette smoke. <laughs> uh, and he uh, he sneaks off and zaps a panel. Cisco leaves his quarters and fights off the two Klingon guards way too easily. Then says, the, the Klingons, this happened with Worf too. This is like a, like a Star Trek wormhole forever. The Klingons are, we're told they're so badass. They're so fearsome. They've got two hearts and two bad. And every Klingon we see is like totally possible to one punch two of them immediately. And they're out. Worf loses every battle he fights in all of Next Gen. Like, every creature comes and just throws him around the bridge. Uh, I, that, maybe they just have good marketing. Maybe maybe Klingons are not so tough. Uh, anyway, he tells Jennifer to pick a side. Let's go. And she says, all right, I'm coming, but I still hate you. But then she makes this face. Yeah, that's that's not an I hate you face. No. That's a like, oh, I want to give that guy the cold brew face. I hate you, but are you you? But are you you? Oh, are you the twin brother? Because mm, I am into twins. And twins! What was that commercial? <laughs> what? What the hell was that? Wasn't you there... said I was going to have a stroke. <laughs> Wasn't there a beer commercial that was like, and twins like i love this i love that uh, hold on <laughs> mike desperately searches the internet for rescue uh, beer <laughs> will mike be rescued twins. by the internet because <laughs> that's really something course light here's the football oh it's- wait it, 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 remind me one more time what was the quote it's Coors Light uh-huh. and Twins. <laughs> All right, hold on. So you realize we're gonna every get demonetized. Time- I love playing two-hand touch. Oh, I remember Way that. too much watching my team win with the Twins. With the Twins. Okay, sort of. <laughs> There's a version so of that where they're like, and twins! <laughs> Wait, I mean, I the twin thing. You realize every time someone says, I'm into twins, you're trying to have a threesome with twins. You're It's incest. Keith, it's a beer commercial. About incest. And twins! <laughs> I don't know why. Twins makes me laugh so much. <laughs> it was Ooh. really, it was really popular. That commercial. It was uh, a no, big I campaign. remember the commercial. 
All right. Well, and it was a that... bunch of like hot, sexy twins. When you think about it, you're right. It is weird and pervy, but beer commercial. <laughs> just like, just think about like you know you and your brother and some hot lady. Dan and Danglers. <laughs> I feel sorry for anybody who was trapped between <laughs> my. Br- I had a. <laughs> I can't say this on the internet. Forget it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, that's terrible. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, <clears throat> <Dan Rose. laughs> <And> Nick. <laughs> I works. like I like one that's just just salt, no pepper, and bald. It works for you too, man. And Sean! (laughs) Oh, God. Ouch. I'm sorry, Sean. I just picked you. (laughs) One Rice Musical Theater. One Studies Germs. Wow! <laughs> <laughs> uh, None of that is funny to literally anybody else. <laughs> it's bald. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta keep going. <laughs> <sighs> oh man, <sighs> this is the best content we've ever had. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Oh my god. All right. Ooh, Uncle Jim. (laughs) (laughs) You're just like to sing random names now. (laughs) All right. Okay. So. Uh, Should I cut any of that? No, no. Okay, I'll keep it. It's like the 15th time you've cried on camera. Oh, yeah. So. O'Brien face punches a Cardassian, then starts to uh, starts blowing up parts of the ore processing. He's staging a prison break. Cisco and Jennifer fight their way towards an escape ship. He they join up with O'Brien and some of the workers to discover dead Rom stabbed into the airlock door. That's got to be a sharp knife to go into the airlock door. Sorry, Rom. And Rom. <laughs> Dead there's, Rome! <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's more fighting. It's uh, a lot of pew-pews. A lot of pew-pews. When uh, Kira shows up and explains, they figured out that Rom was a triple agent, and you are now trapped. Jennifer has the idea to offer a trade. I'll keep working for them if you get away. Cisco says, nah. And they head back for the ore processing center. More pew pews, and they lock themselves in. Cisco has a plan. And that is, it's interesting that they go back to the ore processing center. Of all the places. But I guess it's where they're most familiar? I don't know. Well, they already had the uh, smoke, you know. Yeah, A lot of true. cover He's in there. Spent all that money on the smoke. So 
Uh, Cisco has a plan. Hopefully, well, I guess it's dis- easier to get into, right? Like, to, to they'd have to come up with some plan or plot to get into ops or it's, somewhere else. Engineering yeah, I guess or it's something. not secured from the outside; it's secured from the inside. Uh, but Cisco's plan, hopefully, the design of the station is the same as on his side. Kira breaks in and finds them all waiting. Jennifer announces that she's turned to Cisco's side. I'm a Terran. Kira says, keep Jennifer alive and kill the rest. But, of course, Cisco has a plan and says, I've activated the self-destruct. Let us go or I'll blow up the station. And because he knows the codes from our universe. So by wonderful happenstance, the the blow-up codes are the same in both universe. Although, there's a lot of similarities. So. I don't hate that. Whatever the evil version of the code, Mike. Do you, do you need? Do you need like a moment? I got it. I have very long, beautiful eyelashes, Keith. And when I cry, they get into my eyeballs. <clears throat> I have very long, beautiful eyelashes, Keith. I've been told, yeah. Been and when told. I cry, they get into my eyeballs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, well, there, there it is. Those are the words I said. Yes. Those are the words I stand you said. By it. Just one. <laughs> I have imposter syndrome about everything in my life, except for my long, beautiful, luxurious eyelashes. Yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. Everybody has one thing they're uh, they're proud of. Don't Google what type of mites live in your eyebrows and eyelashes. You'll never sleep again. No, no. And mites! <laughs> it's always there. If you count the mites, like, every time, it's an orgy. There's a mess of them in there. Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> Good thing we don't live stream, Keith, because we would just talk for hours. We do nothing. talk for hours. Yeah, I know. That's the joke. That's the How joke. was that different? Oh, she's so, sad. Uh, Why is Jennifer sad? I forget. Uh, I don't know. So he says, uh, Cisco says, uh, Oh, boy. I've activated self-destruct. I'm going to blow it up. The codes are the same. The plan Nine works. Nine minutes. Nine minutes he gave him. Yeah. The plan works, and Kira lets them go. Foiled. Foiled again. Back in the cave base, Jennifer has figured it out. And there's actually like a a beat that's very clear back on the station where we see her register what's going on. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is not her Cisco. She asks who he is. He says, ask Smiley. And uh, she agrees to keep working to help the Terrans. You know, I actually have a a buddy I call Smiley. Do you? Mm-hmm. His last oh, name is oh. Smiley. Yeah. Oh, I know Smiley. Yeah. Uh, so she agrees to keep working to help the Terrans. She kisses him and says, thanks for the rescue. That is the third uh, ridiculously attractive person that Avery Brooks got to kiss. This yeah, episode. although I will say that I think that's <clears throat> by, in, by intent and actually a very cool call that they don't have because they could very there's definitely I thought there was a moment for a chance where he's like okay it's where O'Brien could be like or Smiley's like we're, we're ready to go and O'Brien looks back at Jennifer and he says give me 10 or give me 15 minutes or something that, right, you know they right. <clears throat> have a dilettante but I think it's right that they show throughout the episode that he could be ba- he's the consequences are not are, are nil for him to bang whoever he wants but when it comes to Jennifer no obviously that that would be Inappropriate, and besides, she's probably dehydrated at this point. <laughs> but I, I will I'm say, it up. I'm crap. <laughs> Avery's acting here is great. 
Yes. Uh, in this final episode, scene, actually, you can tell that there are seven different layers of feelings at the same time as he's saying goodbye to this Jennifer. Um, just subtle, you know, because Avery's not always subtle, but mm-hmm. this was really subtle and great. Um, so he heads home, and that is the end of the episode, which means it's time to move along home, Mike. What do you say? So uh, it brings us to our very important question. Mike, were there any wormholes in the plot for you? So the one kind of major wormhole that... It doesn't bug me, but it is a question I feel like I need to ask. Did we learn in the first episode how they do this? Because O'Brien seems to just kind of like casually stroll into the the bridge. Mm. And we don't see actual O'Brien... Is it? Do they hit? Do they have a contraption that lets them go across? That's his doodah in his hand that he waves over the console. Do we have that? I don't. I mean, think I don't so. think we would want to go over there. But it seems like a pretty terrible place for Terrence. There's like all the slavery stuff going on. It's very World War II. Like, when do we get involved? Like, should we go and, <clears throat> or do we let them have their own thing? Or should, do we have a pet? Should we beam them over? It seems mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Like, should we just rescue them? Can't we just have them over? Well, that's that's the prime directive. It's interfering with another universe or another culture. So there is uh, tech. Do we have the tech? My guess, my question is, is the portal two-way to mirror the portal, universe? The portal is two-way if we wanted to. Like, I'm sure that we could figure out a way to hop back and forth if we cared to. We just don't care to. And it, 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 that question is something that production did talk about. Okay. And it is in the companion, which you're not allowed to read, um, talking about how they... They just decided to shorthand it so we didn't spend, like, one act of every Mirror episode explaining how they got there. Okay, um, that makes sense. But we can trust <laughs> that, you know, the, the O'Brien, the Mirror O'Brien is very smart, is very tech-heavy. I'm sure he was able to, you know, once they realized that it existed, mm-hmm. then they could hop, he'd invent something to be able to hop back and forth. Also, I just, <clears throat> the I guess it's a script thing. The only <clears throat> emotional beat that seems a little... When he sees Jennifer, when he talks to Jennifer, every every interaction with Jennifer feel, just feels a little too... Oh, hey! I, I know she's a different person, but I just feel like there's a weight there of seeing <clears throat> your, your, your person who got blowed up, basically... Again, I just felt like there seemed like a missed opportunity there to have it mean more, to be more impactful. But that's, I don't know if it's a wormhole or it's just I wanted more. They like, just... an, like, a, like a note for the episode. I, I agree. Um, I, I understand that why they didn't because um, Cisco is undercover right up until the very end. He's intentionally trying to look like this isn't that big of a deal to him. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I actually think. Your idea of of moving the act break earlier in the scene probably would have accomplished that. Yeah, little bit. Um, because I because I I think it's there on Avery's face a lot, but not quite as much as it could have been. Like we there there's I agree with you. There's a there's a missing because that's the there. challenge. Like you mentioned, kind of fl- uh, glibly earlier that 
Avery just kind of plays the part and is able to fool everybody very easily and 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 yeah. rides that line. And and we can assume that I guess charisma and charm allows Cisco to be a very good actor. However, I feel like that would be the challenge for him. Is and they kind of set it up where he's like, it's going to be hard to yeah. turn her idea. And and I feel like that should be harder for him. Well, but I don't know. It's not really a wormhole so much as just. A, well, I mean, he's his competence rose above his feelings mm-hmm. in that situation. But I would have liked to see him fight more. Yeah. I agree. Um, yeah, wormholes. Like, uh, do I have any actual wormholes as opposed to like notes for the episode? Um. No, I don't. I don't think so. I mean, maybe that's a new segment we need for season four, Keith. I have notes. I have notes. Yeah. Well, that's what the final (laughs) episode rating is. Um, Yeah. Yeah. No. I mean, it's it's we we accept right that the mirror universe is this thing. I have all sorts of questions on like how did we get here? Like, what is you know why is there Federation ish? tech was there ever a federation was there not i you know and i know like this goes back to the the original series where um well that no that there, there were because the terrans were the bad guys then it flipped and the terrans were enslaved so um yeah all right so you know I, I, sure i mean obviously the the most like questionable thing is the ex machina of the episode like why are their codes the same mm-hmm. in both universes <clears throat> But there's a lot of other similarities there, and so if, if you're if you're doing, um, there's also a lot of stark differences. Like Bashir's a different character, is a different personality. Yeah, Cisco was a different personality. So, but O'Brien is basically the same dude. Yeah, yeah. That's so true. yeah, I mean, I guess like in the mirror universe, like it, this is one that's pretty parallel to ours. Like people's, but also his his it is a day of machina for sure but there were no stakes if he gets it wrong right if he's like set set uh well i mean stakes for them but it's not like the ship would blow up if he didn't set the the alarm if he had been like hey cisco code one two three and it was like yeah no that's not the code well okay we'd come up with another plan so it wasn't well but like the well he only had x amount of time like they, they were about to be executed if that didn't work yeah i guess you're right so the stakes were all of them except for Jennifer were going to die. Yeah, but come on. Yeah, but, you know, it's not going to happen. Yeah, all right. Fair enough. All right, let's talk about our best moment. <sighs> Man, I'm tempted to say... <clears throat> well, let me tell you, actually. My, my fear going in was that the reason that when we cast Jennifer <clears throat> in the pilot... We knew we were killing her off, and so we cast pretty, we pretty cast pretty lady who wasn't maybe the best of actresses. And that, oh my goodness, if if a big character is gonna be played by Jennifer here, what if that actress like is she gonna be able to cut it? Is it gonna be? And it wasn't. She was excellent. Uh, she, yeah. She's excellent. I thought there she she has the best beat change. There's a moment without any kind of spoken dialogue, anything where they're in the corridor and she's in the Princess Leia, the, all the stormtroopers are over there. Right, right. You can see her recognize that this is some one of these things is not like the other. This is not the yeah. Ben I know, and you can see it on her face. And it's just a great little shift, and it's just a great execution of nonverbal acting that we don't need to harp on. We don't need to. I mean, yes, we address it in the final scene, but I just thought it was a great moment, and, and it was a cool way for this actress who had been 
written off the show in the first episode to get asked back and really nail the episode. Yeah, did and, a good and job. that was a good highlight of that. So I'll choose that for my best moment. Uh, yeah, no, I mean it was it, it did did a really good job. Can we name check here uh, here one more time? I'm sorry. Oh yes, of course we can. Uh, it is of course. Um, uh, Friend of the show, Felicia M. Bell. Yes, of course. As Jennifer. Uh, yeah. So for me, I think it's it's the final scene between <clears throat> her and Cisco, where um, you know, again, there's a couple of times in this episode where we could have gone back and explained a lot of things and skipped over it, mm-hmm. right? You know, having to explain to Cisco, you're in the mirror universe. This is what's going on here. He already knows, mm-hmm. right? And the same thing at the very end. It's like, uh, so who are you? He's like, you know, talk to Smiley. He doesn't. We don't need to see him explain who he is to her. Um, and so that scene happens almost entirely with subtext. And and I thought that she did a good job. I thought he did a great job with like you know all the feelings he's feeling in that moment. Um, that they didn't feel necessary to lay it all out verbally. Um, and I thought they did a really good job of that. So that that final scene is my favorite moment. Mm-hmm. Which means we got to hand out some stem bolts, Mike. Are they self-sealing? Hell yeah, they are. Keith, actually, I'm going to start my stem bolt section with another wormhole, sort of. So, let's... We've tracked through the plot that is taking place in the alternate universe, Okay. And it pretty much, for the most part, checked out for us, wormhole-wise. But what we didn't actually look to think about, in which this episode sort of leaves by the wayside, and I get it, it's kind of like a let's not think about it, is what is taking place while this is all happening in our timeline, on our side (laughs) of the parallel universe, okay? You established earlier that you believe we have the tech to get over there, or at least... We could could develop develop the tech. Because... From what we what just happened on our station is the captain Cisco, who's also the emissary, who is vitally important in all of mm-hmm. these in, in all of these quadrant. Yes, just got kidnapped. Mm-hmm. Right now, he might be real cool with it over there, but we don't know that. He got kidnapped by Phaser by ostensibly O'Brien. Yeah, there's got to be a lot going down. There should on be the a lot happening. Right? Actually, I would venture to say that it's real interesting over there too. And I'd be really curious, at least if we're going to forget all of that, I'd be really curious in the debrief, because when they ask uh, Ben what happened, there's some details he probably leaves out. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> the debriefing with Dax. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so then, yeah. oh my oh, God, you won't Dax. believe. Yeah, that yeah. birthmark on your left ass cheek. Yeah, you um, know what? I can't believe what you're into. Yeah. It's shaped like twins. Um, like twins. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So that's confusing to me. Like that's a convenient. Let's not mention. Well, but it. but on the flip side of that, I think had they burned half of the episode with them trying to figure out what would have happened, I would have been like, you know what? Like what? We don't need that. Let's let's stay and tell the I story. I guess that's all to bring me back to that that episode on the on the on the deep space or on the Stembolt's best moment. Oh, I didn't take best moment out. Yeah. Um, on the, I hope you hope the world understands the restraint that I just showed. Uh-huh. As he couldn't think of anything else. 
over on the other show, Keith, where you were like, this plot has to make a lot of sense, and it's got time. I would say that there are some stakes left withering on the vine. Which would be? What's happening? Like, is anybody going to rescue Ben? Does he need her? What's happening? Well, I think it's fair to assume that they're working feverishly to accomplish that okay, over there. Fair to assume. Yeah, okay. So all in all, I thought the episode was cool. It, it, it's one of those episodes where I think they're, they were much more interested in asking some fun questions. Like, what could we do with our action figures today? Well, what if we bring back Jennifer? And and Ben has to play. We get to all play the different fun mirror universe things. It likes your face way too much, Keith. All the fun mirror universe things, uh, and, and this time, and Ben has to face to face with his go. old his old wife, and and let's see how that's happening. It's clearly an episode that's an excuse to let them all play their fun alter egos. That's cool. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's anything inherently wrong with that. I think the setup for that is interesting. I think the need the need to I think the conflict between the this world's McKee or the the rebels is a little the internal conflict is a little. It look, I, I feel a hard meh. I, I it was mm. cool. I thought the shooty shoots were fairly interesting, if not nondescript. Uh, the the Ben of it all, I think, is the best part. I think he is. It's so clear when Avery Brooks is having a blast. It's so evident when he's yeah. just having the time of his life, and he really seemed like to be having here. And and Kier and Nana visitors always Nana is always excellent, and I think. Call, I, is it me? Am I wrong in thinking sort of Calmini is the low key MVP of this series? Oh, always. Yeah, always. No, I, that that is that is not a uh, surprise to anybody. Yeah, it's not a hot take. He's just so excellent in literally everything they ask him to do. When it's when it's difficult, when it's easy, when it's ridiculous, when it's he's just so excellent. Uh, there was some really terrible wigs in this episode. Ooh, awful. I thought the small, subtle design changes here and there were well executed to kind of give the the vibe of the the different universe. All in all, I would say it was a fun Saturday morning cartoon ish episode of Deep Space Nine. Nothing to hate, nothing to like fall in love with, except for I love that they just let Ben bang everybody, <laughs> but showed like, restraint with Jennifer. I thought that was respectful and the right because he was tired and didn't Cisco show restraint do, anywhere no, else. I think. I think the difference is, is that he's got some latent attraction to these other people, so he's like, oh, this will be a fun side thing to do, and he hasn't gotten laid. I mean, he's ju- he's a human being, but there's a lot of emotional, there's a lot of emotional, well, here's the thing. He was able to bang, <laughs> sorry to overanalyze the banging, the Kira and the Dax, because at the end of the day, it's not them. It's not my friends, right? It's not them. Same thing with Jennifer. As much as he'd want to, it's not her. Well, I mean, it. I, I, I guess this gets down to like the. It's almost the the ethics of making your friends in the holodeck. Sure. Like it's it's not them, but it's also kind of them. Like you're. It's like it's not it's not them, but your reason for doing it is because it's them. It's a it's 
Well, it, it's I, not I don't know your I don't know your your search history, Keith, but the the sexual id of human beings, in my opinion, in my experience, is weird and demented. Oh, no, and, I'm not saying that. So that I, I'm not saying that. Who amongst us? Now, the difference is, can you show restraint to the actual person? That is what separates us from the, the, the cattle that just hump okay, everything. Okay, so now we know the line. Yeah. Mike will create his friends. Yeah. Have I in banged a few Robo Keiths? Yes. <laughs> is that what you want to know? <laughs> Have I banged a few Robo Who amongst us has not? <laughs> Wow. That's actually the newest tier on our Patreon, patreon.com slash KM. At $25, it's banging Robo Keith. <laughs> anywho. Uh, anywho. Uh, I, you know, yeah, I think this is a, is a, uh, get me my popcorn, I'll watch it. But if you were like, we could pick any episode of Deep Space Nine to rewatch, I don't know that this comes onto my list. Yeah. yeah. But it's, 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 it's it's pretty good. I would say I'm giving it a C. And when I went through high school, a C was 70. So there you go. Yeah, I, I mean, is it you talk about sort of the the popcorn element of it? It's the mirror episodes are almost as if we do an episode of Star Wars in the middle of Star Trek, and yeah. uh, you know where it's like you know Rebel Empire, we're fighting, we're pew pews and. Um, and that it's like it's the stakes are both dire and non-existent at the same time because mm-hmm. uh, it's not our people. Like the body count is crazy high. You know, we, yeah, we're we, running we out of people off, over there, right? Yeah, like we, we killed off Quark, we killed off Odo, we've killed off. There Rom, are no Ferengis left. We've killed off Cisco. Uh, so oh, like yeah. it. So it's it's sort of fun. Look, it's it's fun to play in that sandbox. Um, but I think it it feels a little. Eh. It's hard to really latch into it and care other than the fun of playing dress up. It's like we're 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 LARPing Star Wars in Star Trek here. Mm-hmm. And it's fun. Like and I, I don't mind. Like let's let's hop in here like once a season and see what's going on with this other storyline. I, I don't mind that actually. Like it's it's fine, but it's not something that I really hook into and remember and feel connected to. Yeah, emotionally. if we were to do something different, I I much prefer. I don't know, if, you know, like you know those weird scenes we said we hated in that in that uh, scene where we were down on Earth, where, where the where Kira and O'Brien were in the '60s, and then we're like, uh-huh. if we're gonna do bizarre, if we're gonna do crazy, like distraction episode let's do fun stuff like that you know what i mean well i i mean yes i don't mind the i, I do like the darkness of it though yeah, and i guess there's a consistency to it that's nice and it it has it has ties to the original series so like i don't mind like oh wow things are really bleak things are really dark here um but i think where it is most successful is when it ties to something emotional with our heroes so um, having Cisco deal with the Jennifer of it all is mm-hmm. by far the most interesting part of this whole episode. And I feel like I felt a lot through this episode that there was some there was filler in there. We were having conversations that we already knew the premise of that we talked for a little longer than we needed to debating whether or not to kill Jennifer or not, whatever. They were just sort of rehashing the same ideas. I would really would have liked to have spent much more time with Cisco and Jennifer dealing with the emotional wreckage that he's going through with this. 
Um, you know, we don't need the, the cave debate scene. We don't need him to hook up with anybody. I, if this were a two-hander with the two of them in a room and he's working through the emotional trauma with the stand-in for his wife, that was much more interesting to me than a lot of the stuff that happened here. So it felt a little fillery, but the more they can tie in our our universe emotional stakes into the mirror universe chaos, um, the better the episode is. This episode, it's fine. You know, it's 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 fine. It's not it's not going to be something I'm super excited about. I'm with you. Uh, I give it a seventy-two. Like right. it's not it's not terrible. Like there's some fun action stuff. There's some of the character stuff. Everyone's having fun. Um, I just it just wasn't. It was it was there. It's there. It's fine. So, uh, uh, but next week we're doing improbable cause. Okay, and that is a twoper. It is yes, it is the uh, first of a two-parter. So um, should I read the companion? Oh, yeah, yada. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, you know what? Your companion and my companion, Mike. What are they? They're twins. That's right. All right. So, uh, Mike, tell us what are other shows that uh, that we do? Uh, did this wet your beak? <laughs> Are you like, where can I get more of this? Well, yeah. <laughs> thankfully, almost every day of the week, more of this hits oh, the interwebs. God. On Mondays, we have a show called K&M Geekly. That's right below us. Yeah. That's a fun one. We just talk about movies we've seen, shows we've watched, mail we've received. <laughs> it really goes wherever. Keith's mom <laughs> loves it. On Wednesdays, <laughs> this show drops. We talk it, and you can watch me watch every episode mm-hmm. over on patreon.com slash knm sometimes That's my wife joins me keith sex robot yep but she's weeks behind she sent in a text keith actually apologizing for not being up to date she not to me she wasn't apologizing to me or to you keith she was apologizing to y'all she says yeah, she'll be back. i didn't get that text what the hell she says she'll be back uh and then on fridays we watch every episode of strange new worlds guess what folks we've ran out of mm-hmm. tarmac on season one so we are starting season two this week Can't this friday it. don't miss it you can also watch Can't me watch it. every episode over on patreon.com slash k and m and then on sundays the show that started it all look at my star trek toys this weekend we are doing part two of christmas Picardian in july we've never really never really zeroed in on that marketing campaign <laughs> what no, we're, gonna we're, call we're it, so but, good at what we do but uh just like christmas it's sure to disappoint you and <laughs> And cause fights with your family. Yes, I think that's it for now. Uh, That's all of our shows. Check us out. We appreciate you. And if you don't have the money to become a patron, we totally understand. Give us a like, give us a subscribe. And if you listen to one of the podcasts, give us a review on your podcast service of choice. For sure. Oh, and I almost forgot, but I didn't. Mike, out of the 173 episodes of Deep Space Nine, where would you put this one in the IMDb rankings, you think? This would be episode in this somewhere in the seventies, midway point. It was the hundred and second best episode okay. of Deep Space Nine, according to IMDb. We'll be back here next week with Improbable Cause. Can't wait till then. This has been Keith and Mike. Watch Deep Space Nine. Thank you for watching KM Entertainment. If you enjoyed our particular brand of nonsense, please like and subscribe. Or become one of our patrons at patreon.com slash K&M.